It was the very next day as he sat contemplating his front lawn and wondering whether to part with the money to get the mower repaired, said cash to flow directly from that set aside for a small weekend fishing trip, or wait and rent a hay baler, when Mrs. Arbor came around the side of his house. She was careful not to set actual foot on his tainted property. She had Muffy by the scruff of the neck, held out from her body like a plague victim's garment. It was doing it, she screamed at him. Her further words were drowned out by a much louder roaring and squealing. The city crew was trimming the trees on their street today, feeding branches through the wood chipper shredder. It made a noise like a hundred banshees with indigestion, which normally set Krieger's teeth on edge. Now he smiled, put his hand to his ear, and shook his head. She continued to mouth her complaints. The shredder stopped. Filthy, she was saying. You can't deny it this time. I caught it in the very act. Horrible, smelly things. I wouldn't hold that cat if I were you, said Krieger. It's got fleas, too. Her nostrils flared as she inhaled and swelled with outrage. The shredder started up again with a roar. Her words were swept away in a torrent of sound. Suddenly she darted over the curb and flung the struggling beast past the workman into the maw of the wood chipper. If the cat cried out, the sound was drowned in the squeaking of the machine. Oh, my God, cried the workman. Stop it, Bill. What? screamed Bill back. Krieger stood with his mouth open, too astonished even to protest. It was much too late anyway. Mrs. Arbor glared over her shoulder at him in malignant triumph and scurried into her house, slamming the door. In the sudden silence, as the shredder stopped, he could even hear the clicks as her two deadbolts were jammed into place. When the kids came home from school, he only said, Muffy was killed in the street today. He did not personally miss the cat much. It had been afflicted with a chronic rhinitis, and it used to wake him up regularly at four in the morning, sneezing gobs of cat mucus into his left ear. So he did not write Psycho Bitch across her front lawn in Clorox, but it was a near thing. Krieger could, when feeling vaguely Christian, see her point about the cat. It had been his animal. He could, he supposed, be construed as responsible for its end products but the pigeons, the pigeons belonged to God, or the city, or the free air. Certainly not to him in any case. They wheeled and swooped in the upper air and nested in his eaves. Not in Mrs. Arbor's eaves, of course. She had screens across hers. He didn't even mind their gentle cooing and calling that drifted through the upstairs bedroom window on a warm summer's evening. They carried on their little pigeon lives, and he had no objection to sharing a bit of space with them, particularly as he never sat in the eaves himself. But of course, where there's life, there's shit. Harboring those disease-carrying filthy things, was the way Mrs. Arbor put it. Just look at the mess they're making on my driveway, and she called the Board of Health. This time the officer did come to Krieger's house. They had a long talk. Fortunately, the wife and kids were away, visiting her mother. His wife had a tendency to go paranoid at officialdom, dithering in fear. 
and he was glad he did not have to explain to her that the Board of Health had no power to send people to concentration camps. Krieger kept his temper, barely, until he had called the extermination company and discovered the charge for pigeon-proofing his abode to run close on three hundred dollars, at his expense. By the time he hung up, the order from the Board of Health was clutched in a tight and damply wrinkled ball in his fist, and his eyes rolled whitely. He called Mrs. Arbor and explained the difficulty in parliamentary language. She reiterated her position. The tone of the discussion dropped to a new low. Come on, lady, he cried. Have a heart. I've been laid off for two months now. You don't live riotously on unemployment, believe me, not with a wife and two kids. I don't have that kind of money to throw away. We're up against the wall as it is. That's what's wrong with this country, she returned. Lazy bums who'd rather swill out of the public...